Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello. Welcome to part two of a very special Spurs show. Uh, please welcome my co-host, Mr. Theo Delaney. Hello. And returning, we've been here all week, sitting here, waiting, waiting to continue talking. Uh, please welcome Mr. Clive Allen. Hello. Clive, last week when we left this conversation, we uh, <laughs> were talking about when uh, you, 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 you kind of left. And there have been players before, France particularly, Chris Wood had gone to Marseille, Glenn had gone to Monaco. And, uh, and we've, reading your Fantastic book up front. Go and get it. Go online. Buy it now. It's one of the finest football books you can read. What was incredible about reading about your time in Bordeaux? We, we, were, we were privileged four or five years ago to have Jimmy Greaves with us. And he talked about his time in Italy. And when I started reading the chats about Bordeaux, I was reading it going, this is, this is the grief story. This is just the most nuts story I've heard. Talk to, if you don't mind... The time you had at Bordeaux was just extraordinary with this crazy chairman and talk us through again. I mean, you early in part one we talked about the Arsenal thing, the Palace, what's going on. You left Tottenham, you know, the the the, 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 the greatest goal scorer in one season in the history of Tottenham Hotspur. You've gone a bit like uh, we talking about Ericsson wants to move on. You've gone on and said, I want to, you know, I'm getting to a certain age now. I want to do Europe, Bordeaux. And again, it was just a bizarre time. It, it was, yeah. The, I obviously, I did some, some research. There was a few clubs that were interested in taking me as I become a free agent at, at, at Spurs. Um, they then had an approach from Bordeaux and did a deal before I actually become a free agent. So right. they, they, had a, they um, sealed a, a transfer. So the club got a bit of money yeah, for you? Yeah, they, they, they got some money. Um, the, the deal for me to go to, to Bordeaux was right. <laughs> Um, and it was that opportunity to go. I was sold that, that Bordeaux were the, were the Liverpool of France, and mm. they won the cup, the league, or the double. 
um, over the, the, the ten year period that um, led up to me going there. Um, little did I know that there was this crazy little French chairman by the name of Claude Bez, who was an accountant from Guadeloupe, who was basically siphoning money out of the club <laughs> in every transfer that they mm. took place. Right. So I arrived with six new faces, six new players, um, spent a year there, but just three months in, got off to a reasonable start. How are your start. kids now? Are you married um, and uh, Yeah, How married and my, my um, eldest son was just 18 months old. So oh, God, in terms so young, of... Uh, right. Yeah, but it was, it was perfect before he started school. Right, um, okay. it, you know, it was a great experience yeah. for him and, and for us. Not, yeah. not, it wasn't just the football experience, the whole, well, the whole Bordeaux thing. Bordeaux is a great yeah, region. It's a lovely, lovely part of the world, city, yeah. yeah. I had an education. So I signed for Bordeaux. President takes us for dinner. We sit there having dinner and he, he says, um, Clive, you're our new sign-in and as a guest, you must, um, you must uh, order the wine. So, listen, I didn't have a clue. So he said, yeah, it gets better. What wine do you like? So I said, well, uh, Mr. President, um, I, I really, um, I don't mind a Chablis. Okay. So, of course, he jumps like up. That. Oh, my God, he says, we are going to have to educate you. Yeah. So I just said, well, that's why I'm here. Because he said, you know what Chablis is? So I said, oh, yeah, it's white wine. He said, do you know where you are? I said, uh, well, yeah, Bordeaux. I, I honestly did not have a clue, but had, had the, obviously the luxury of having a, an education while I was there in that respect. But the season starts. We go away to training camp. It was very, very intense. The whole Who was the manager? Who was the manager? Uh, I, um, I nearly said uh, Wenger then. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, um, Amy Jacque, who took Jacque. Jacque was yeah, the okay. coach yeah, yeah. Who, who took France to win That's the right. World yeah. Cup. Yeah, yeah. Jean Tigana was the captain. Wow. Wow. Enzo Schifo was playing. Wow, Schifo against us in the eight great Belgian. Yeah, yeah, the UEFA great Cup Belgian. final. Jenny um, Stopira was the goalkeeper, but I should have I should have realised that it wasn't going to be a great time there because the goalkeeper was absolutely brilliant. French international Dominic Dropsy. <laughs> How can you have a goalkeeper called Dropsy? He was it, Dominic was brilliant. He was French international goalkeeper, brilliant goalkeeper. But of course, I went on to tell him, you know, what Dropsy meant. He knew, he knew. He, oh. it, was, it, was, it was hilarious. But the season starts first seven games. I scored six goals. Absolutely, like got off to a great start. Team team started well. We were expected to be obviously front runners with Marseille. Marseille right. were the big team at that time. So, two months. He's two months in, and um, uh, Amy comes into the dressing room. He says to Clive, "He said uh, you must go and see the president." <laughs> so I said, uh, "Yeah, okay, fine." Well, five o'clock at his house. So with that, I turned to Tigana, who I changed next to. I said, uh, Jean, in my like, really pigeon French, like, what's going on? And he just looked at me and he smiled and he went, au revoir. <laughs> so I went, what? He went, au revoir. So off I go to the president's five o'clock, beautiful house, lovely study, He's sitting on this great big leather chair. He was only five foot two. He's sitting on this great chair. And I'm sitting on this low stool. So I walk in, Mr. President, yeah, Clive. He spoke good English. He said, uh, Clive, you're a great player. So I said, oh, thank you, Mr. President. He said, uh, he said uh, but this is not working. So I said, uh, what, what's not working? He said, you must go away. So I said, go away? So I said, yeah, he said, you must go away and find yourself a new team. 
I said, you're joking, aren't you? <laughs> like, now I'm 28, I've had a few transfers, yeah, I'm thinking... you know how it works. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So he says, yes, you must go away. Bye-bye. So I said, OK, so off I go. Phone who... Dennis Roach, who was the right. agent, yeah. Glenn's agent, yeah. he did the deal to France because I wouldn't have been able to do it had, had he not had his... Dennis, don't worry, we'll sort this out. Comes back, He comes over, meeting with the president. So, But what, what I didn't know was obviously he just wanted to trade players. Because so, every time he had a transfer, he's yes, getting a massive money. chunk yeah. of money. And this happened, three times, <laughs> this happened three times through the season. Then at the end of the first season, two, we only had a two-week summer break, back for the start... Of the of the second season, arrive at the, the training camp, which was amazing. It was a chateau in the wine growing region near just outside uh, Bordeaux. So we arrive, and in France you used to have a roster of players, twenty two that you registered at the start of the season. So twenty two players, there's twenty nine of us. <laughs> so we we arrive. We're just about to go down into the into the vestiaire, into the dressing rooms, and there you were given kit bags for the for the start of the season, new everything. 22 bags. <laughs> so the general manager comes out and he, not again, very clever that this is where they, they were different, that the general manager took all the flack and dealt with all the crap. Amy Jacquet's downstairs in mm. his office. He's not going to get involved in any of that. So he's dishing out all the bags. There's seven of us, no bags. So we turned to the general manager, Didier Kouikou, his name was, a French international. He was a, he was a, uh, he was a real diplomat, but very clever, and spoke perfect English. I said, Didier, what's going on? He said, uh, you must go away. <laughs> so I said, go, go where? I'm like, where's our kit? So he said... Uh, beginning of the season. Yeah, it's I said, like... I know, there's no kit. You've got last year's kit. You used last year's kit. And seriously, he went, and he turned around, and he went, you see that shed? over the other side of the training camp, you go over there. Said, well, what do we do? He said, do what you want. So seven of us, we walked across <laughs> with our old kit bags and, and we, right, right, lads, what are we going? It's pre-season, but you are, you're out, you're on your own. They don't want you, you've got to go. So we spent the time, we, we, we went, right, well, we'll we're, we're do some running. So we're running around the training camp as the main group are running towards us. Yeah course we, we cross over mm. they run there we run mm. so it lasted two weeks <laughs> and after two weeks i went from the seven down to five down to three so because the, the other the other boys start gone. to leave yeah they, they go they, they get their deal they go off mm. so i came back i came back to speak to manchester city mm. they, they, this deal had been arranged would yep i'll go back so i'll go back speak to man city go back to bordeaux there's three of us still left turn up at the training ground you must go uh, to, up to the president. So go up to the president and say, Clive, what are you doing? Why have you come back? So I said, oh, I'm not going, Mr. President. I can't agree with City. He said, you must go. So I said, no, I'm not going. So he said, OK. He said, uh, you see the gate at the end of the, uh, the chateau? So I said, yeah. He said, uh, you see the gendarme? So I said, yeah. He said, uh, you drive your club car through the gate, you will be arrested. So I said, I'll be what? He said, you'll be arrested. So I said, OK, Mr President. So I slid the club car keys across the desk. I said, uh, there's my car keys, Mr President. So he said, what are you doing? So I said, I'll get my wife to pick me up. <laughs> so he said, very clever, very clever. Right? Unbelievable. So I left, I walked up the drive, called my wife, and she came and collected me. It was like, 
when they didn't want you, you were gone. You were out. You were done. And then, eventually, the deal was done and I came back, come back to Man City. But it was an experience, amazing experience. Yeah, what's interesting about you saying, doing that stuff, it harks right back to the beginning where your dad had told you to say, yeah, yeah Terry Neal, I'm not going anywhere. All yeah. these years it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'll go, but yeah. I've got a contract. You're going to have to make yeah. it. We're going to jump forward due to time. And, and, and I, I've got to tell you, God, the, please the, do. The, the final, the final yeah. chapter of it all, I'm at Manchester City mm. six months later. Dennis Roach calls me up. He said, Clive, he said, we need to go into Bernard Halford, who was a secretary at Man City for many, many, many years. Only passed away just recently. He said, we have a meeting with Bernard and the big boys from Paris are coming over. So I said, Dennis, what, what's this all about? He said, don't worry. He said, it's all right. We've just got to go in with the big boys with Bernard. So finish training, go back to Main Road, into Bernard's office. These two guys are sitting there, two French guys, with two great big bags of files, right? So they say, um, Mr. Halford, the uh, transfer of Mr. Allen from, um, from Bordeaux to Manchester City. So Bernard said, and Bernard was the most efficient man. He mm. said, yeah, there we are. He said, there's the bank telex. He mm -hmm. said, we pay £750,000. There's the, there's the bank transfer. Everything's there. So they went, they took the papers. Oh, thank you very much. So he flipped over his folder and they went, um, okay, uh, Bordeaux's paperwork, um, Bordeaux, Manchester City, £350,000. Hello. Right? Hello. So they says, they says to Bernard Halford, so Bernard said, there's the bank transfer, it's all there, it's all legitimate. So they've gone, fine, okay. So they turned to Dennis Roach. They said to Dennis Roach, so where is the money? So Dennis Roach is, I've no idea. Right? So I'm sitting there, so he said, Mr. Allen. So I said, I've no idea. Right? So with that, they went from Manchester City to Manchester United in the afternoon. Jasper Olsen, who joined Bordeaux from Manchester United, 500,000. Manchester United gave the big boys from Paris, the bank telex, 500,000. 150,000 on Bordeaux's... No, no. So it was the little guy. Claude Bez. Wow. He's screaming it off. And he... 30 million... 30 Did he get million. done in the end? He went to prison. Yeah. yeah, he went to prison. There's so much Him, of it about. But, but what it was, Claude Bez and Bernard Tappy wow. were running Tappy. French football Because he was happy. Time. He also yeah, got done in the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tappy, yeah. And yeah. Very fi the very final story of it all was that because Claude Bez and Bernard Tappy were running French football, Eric Cantona came to play for Bordeaux the last three months. You played with Cantona, didn't you? For the last three months. And it was totally against the rules of French football. Right. But Claude Bez said, yeah, we'll take Eric Cantona. You remember he threw the shirt in the coach's face and said, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's a disgrace because something happened. <laughs> mm. And they said, oh, on really, you'll never play in French football again. So he left Marseille and he came to play for Bordeaux for wow. three months before he came to England. Yeah. Mm. So it was... It, the, the story, <laughs> the, the, all the stories are in the book. It was, know, it, 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 it's, it's quite, it was It was an amazing experience, it really Absolutely. was. Absolutely. I mean, we don't have time... I mean, I mean, again, you talk about clubs, we, we don't have time to talk about, mention that Man City, West Ham, Millwall, Carlisle, and the whole time, London Monarchs at the NFL. Uh, if you want those stories, go to the book, because they're incredible. We want to talk about your time now when you came back to Tottenham. Finally, you talked a lot about David Pleat. We're going to talk about when you came back to Tottenham in 2003 after Glenn Hoddle was sacked after this very short break. 
Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast brought to you by me, Mark and my co-host Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina Abbott, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2, a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours. And we're back from the break. You finally went back to Tottenham. David Pleat gave you a call. I mean, how did that transpire? Well, I'd been working in media. I worked for Sky for the, 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 the initial eight the early, years. The, the, early soccer, yeah, the, the yeah. original Soccer, soccer Saturday, Saturday. The, the, yeah, the beginning the, of it. I did yeah. the first six pilot shows yeah. for, for, um, for Sky. And as Sky launched, they had this, yeah. the, the producer had this idea for Soccer Saturday. Um, and obviously, the rest is history. We had six pilots. We were commissioned and... I, I loved it because mm. it was, you know, obviously my connections with clubs and talking football. And basically he said, it's radio on TV. And we was yeah. like, what do you mean it's radio on TV? We get all the feeds of the games coming into the studio. You can watch them. We can't show them to the public, yeah. but you can talk about them. Mm. So he said, you're basically you're doing a radio report, but yeah, on TV. Yeah. Watch the guys next to you. Have four guys in at the bar having a beer, talk, talk yeah. the games. And it was, it was great. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. And obviously, you know, for, for a number of the first, uh, part of that it was with you know the legendary George Best who was, was right. amazing mm. um, yeah it was great it was great fun but I left Sky to go to ITV when they launched their digital ITV platform, started doing one that's right and they said this you know and uh, yeah. Brian Barwick who was Barwick, then in yes. charge of ITV said to me Clive he said you've been working for Sky he said but they're like uh, you know they're like the championship he said come and work for the Premier League, he said, because <laughs> yeah. you, you, you'll get 500,000 viewers at Sky, but you'll get mm. 5 million on ITV. Yeah. But the, uh, the digital platform collapsed within yeah. six months. Mm, that's right, I remember. Um, and because of that, I didn't really know what... I, I, was, I wasn't going back to Sky because that mm. was it. I'd left. And, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and um, the opportunity, David... David, I kept in touch with him. Because he became director of football, didn't he? he, did. he remember Enoch, yeah. Enoch had come in before Graham went... Um, Hot, they well, they came and then they Hoddle. sat Graham straight away. Hired, but then, they, but then Hoddle lane. obviously had a difficult yeah. second or third season. I can't remember how many seasons it was now. Third season. Third well, season. Well, he came in was. towards the end of that yeah. first season and then second 2000, season. Right. 2003. So what, what did he ask you to do? To come well, and well do? What, what had happened during that period of, of my media work, I was doing my coaching qualification. I was working right. with the FA. Right. So I worked with the Young England groups doing obviously gaining experience coaching and, and had my qualifications mm. and David said to me and he knew he said look you, you want to coach I said yeah I do um, he said well there might be an opportunity he said I don't know what's going to unfold but he said come in he said see if it works um, and as soon as I did I knew you know back it back at the club mm. day you know day to day on the on the on the training field and I, and I just loved it then there was there was the summer change well, I mean, there's obviously, again, to remind people listening at home and here, 2003, that's this time, and obviously, after that, Arneson come in, Jacques Santini come yeah. in, the French, talk about the French connection, yeah. French came in, and then, obviously, Santini's uh, was barely there, and it's a kind of part of Spurs history, which is sort of glossed over completely. Do you remember, we kind of, we got a lot of draws, but, I mean, it was, the football was dull, but we were getting results, yeah. and next minute, he was just gone. 
Yeah. It was absolutely gone. Do, what, I mean, you probably just arrived at this time. Yeah, I, I'd arrived. Some... And, and obviously, because, because of the French experience, yeah. Jack had asked me to, you know, just give an insight into the mm. club, the players, and so on and so forth. But it, it became very clear that he didn't think it was the job that he thought it was going to be. Was it the, was, you think it was the job he was sold? or? Well, I think the, 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 the thing was, obviously... Um, you know, Jacques was there. He brought in his fitness coach, mm. uh, Dominic Cooperley. Martin mm. Yol was there as a as a coach. Yeah, who, who he didn't have any pre-existing relationship. There was no, no relationship. No, yeah. yeah, so it was almost like they were thrown together. Yeah. But, um, he, you know, again, you know, Jack's French. He's got his French um, uh, physical trainer. And then he's got this Dutch coach Dutch, who he doesn't yeah. know. Yeah, but yeah, who yeah. speaks and, a lot of English, which Jack didn't. And, played and, the Premier, and also, the first division. Yeah. And also yeah. knew, knew the game. Martin yeah. knew, yeah, knew, knew the British game. Knew the British game. He probably so played there, against yeah. them, didn't you, in the early 80s? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was at West Brom and yeah. played against him a few times. Brutal sort of a player. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, was, he got yeah. sent yeah. off against Tottenham, yeah. him and uh, Tony Galvin. Yeah, he'd kick his grandmother if he had to. But that's what happened. So, I mean... But just the dynamics, they didn't work. It was as simple as that. Jack then left very quickly, yeah. and Martin, um, because Frank had come in, and they had a relationship. Mm, yeah. Martin was head coach, and Frank was the. But you, the you, but you know, you kind of at that stage, although it was sort of early on at your coaching time at Tottenham, you started travelling a bit with the first team. And, and then you recommended, uh, you'd obviously been working with Dean Marnie. Yeah, Dean And was, you recommended yeah. him to come. Do you remember that game against Everton? Everton. Yeah, Five that two. was his Mar- great game. He was one brilliant. Game. I know yeah. he played, only played before. He got <coughs> a wonder goal, wonder goal one five yeah. two. And you well, kind it, of it, recommended him to, yeah, to Martin. A, again, it's amazing how certain incidents yeah. can, can, you know, your career can unfold from that. And I remember Martin said, we'd had a few injuries, there was a few problems, and he, he just said to me, he said, well, what about the boy? Dean had been playing in the development squad or reserve team. Mm. And uh, he, said, he said, is he up to it? He played, he played yeah, the he played odd guy. Mm. You know, this was to give him his yeah. full debut. And, and, I, and I said, yeah. Dean, Dean was a good character. He was a, he was a mm. decent footballer. Mm. And, and, and he, he had the best Tottenham game of his life. Yeah. So it was like, you know, fantastic. And, and I think, again... You know, Martin. Although he knew me, he didn't know me. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but because now... of that, there's that, there's that trust thing, and yeah, and, uh, yeah he, you know, he's recommended a player that's that's done good for me, and and so then, and Martin, we talk about superstition. Mar- Martin was very superstition, and his and his right. um, his brother who worked with him said to me, he said, uh, uh, he said. Martin's very happy with you. He said, you know, you've, you've recommended Dean. We've won. He's done well. He said, you, w- you will be with us now. So, okay. So, although so I know Robert is nephew quite well. Yes, his brother that's as right. Well. His brother yeah, as well. There, there was what was his brother? And, and what was his brother's nephew. name? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it was Cock. Yeah. yeah. But it was, you know, it was, they, I'd, I'd sort of, it's a pun in it. I'd won yeah. my Spurs with him. No, but, so. but also, but I mean, again, what people forget, you had a brilliant run with the reserve team. Yes. And you won the Premier yeah. League Southern League um, 20 wins in 26 games. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> Martin shafted me there. Oh, oh, did he? No. Yeah. Because we had to go to Old Trafford and there was a number of injuries and he, and he kept about three or four of the boys that had played played for me most right. of the season that had won they the went, league. They went with him. And um, there was a guy by the name of Solskjaer that was in charge of yeah. the oh, United yeah. Reserves that night. <laughs> oh, he was yeah. a great guy, by the way. He was fantastic. Yeah. But who played a, 
uh, a very very strong side. We got yeah. beat uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. to to actually win the overall. The overall. Uh, we won we won the yeah, Southern. Yeah, the Southern. And, pretty and good. Yeah, it was a great experience. There. Fantastic yeah. experience. Yeah, we had a we had a we had a, a good group. We we developed a few Jamie O'Hara and one or two players mm. who then went on to play for the first team. Yeah. But the same around the same time, Damien Camoli came in. Now Damien was on our show in Madrid. And uh, interesting guy, kind of. You speak to people who kind of met him. Very divide, divide, <laughs> well, divides opinion. And it was interesting again reading your your book up front. You kind of debunked a lot of things he said to us about the players he brought in. Just sort of remind people, Damien brought in lots of big players. Berbatov was one. Bale. He brought in. Gareth and all that. And it was very, very interesting in your book, you tell a story about you sitting down with Gareth's family and, and, and it was all the yeah, same I sort was, of period. I was at the training ground. I got a call from Damien. He said, I need you back at the stadium. We're, we're having lunch with, uh, with Gareth and, and mm. his parents. Yeah. Um, we sat there in one of the boxes. We were hosting them, um, you know, general chit chat. And then we, we had to sell the club to him. I, I'd never done it before, but yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. you know, again, I, I well, don't know whether it, it's just that, there, yeah, yeah, that experience. Um, and there was a few things that I, you know, I'd like to think that were, were poignant on the, at the time. Um, and it was very quickly evident that mum was the mum was the powerhouse. Right. Dad didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. And Gareth was very quiet. Gareth, was, well, right. was, Gareth was a baby. Yeah. 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 Gareth was a kid and he yeah. was a baby. He was a talent, amazing yeah. talent as we know. Yeah. But he was a he was a baby. Shy. Yeah. And you know, what we knew was at Southampton they basically wrapped him up in cotton wool. So he played, he had a little niggle, he had mm. a hamstring, so no, don't train Gareth all week. So he had no real training regime right. allied with with these games mm. so we got talking we knew we knew we were in competition with Manchester United so we're chatting away and said um yeah well um mum you know that um obviously on days off Gareth can drive home from London mm. it's not far and if you drive up it'd be in a nice flat and the, the shops are quite nice mm. in London <laughs> and it is and you can come and stay mm. and obviously on as long as he's not staying off Tottenham and, Highway and on, yeah. on, 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 on day, and on days off yeah. he, he can come home and it just there was there was just little things then we, we got on we obviously talked about the football he was going to play he was yeah. like, this is and and I remember saying, look, this is a platform, this football club is a platform where you're going to play and you mm. can elevate yourself to whatever level mm. you want to go to. So hopefully we were saying the right things. And then I don't know why, but I just said, and Gareth, you know, you, you go to Manchester United and there's this kid by the name of Giggs who, like, is going to play mm. forever. Mm. So you might not play there. Mm. And you're thinking now? Are they are they really taking this in? You said that as an honest, honest. Yeah, thing. no, yeah, no, because right. because you know yeah. we're trying to talk him out of yeah. that. And we we yeah. want him to come come to us. Yeah. Um, and finally, the deal's done, and he comes in, and he was he was a baby. Mm. He plays in the reserves. He plays at left back. Didn't really. He didn't. He. he you could see he had something, but mm. you couldn't. Was he was he was he ready? He wasn't ready. Mm, yeah. Harry was getting frustrated. There was no doubt about that. Mm. What do we do if he's if he's we don't want him playing the reserves? Can, we, can he go on loan? Can well, he as far as on loan, I mean, we, 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 Harry's been on the show as well yeah. and absolutely yeah. denied he was he was <laughs> going to put the that to Forest. But it's true. There, there was no word discussions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There were. And then 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 he plays a few games further forward in yeah. in, in the reserve team, and, and all of a sudden he, he you know he's he's a, he's a different but but. The biggest thing for me was 
He's living on his own in a flat in London. Mm. Training finishes. He doesn't want to go back to the flat on his own. Right. Because what, what's he going to do? He's been mm. going to be killing time. He befriends the sports scientist, Sam Irith, who's now the, the, the main man at Manchester City, but Sam was, was fantastic. He now wants to, he wants to develop himself. Mm-hmm. He wants to train. He wants to spend more time in the gym. And he goes from this dick insect mm. to this Adonis. Yeah. yeah, Superman kind of a... Unbelievable. In, yeah. in a, say, in a year, the, yeah. the first year. So that, that was, was the transition. Us. That's what made him into what it was. And it yeah. was as much come from him as, as anyone, yeah, right? absolutely. Just he, ambition and, yeah, and just spending dedication. that time at the club. Yeah. And, 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 and then what you saw in training was there were, there were moments where, you know, you've got, you've got Rafa van der Vaart, you've got Luka Modric... And all of a sudden, you've got Robbie Keane. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, did he he just really do that? And and you've got those players looking at you as a coach, and they're going, yeah, fucking hell. It's strange, isn't it? Because he... He was was just so quick. Yeah. He had ability, a wonderful left foot. And players are very quick to judge, but also they're... If if you when they say when you're accepted you're accepted and and yeah. he was very quick they knew this kid this kid could do some could do things that even they couldn't do yeah and then he just developed. Funny you mentioned it because we mentioned in last week's show with Jerry Cox. Jerry mentioned about the current transfer window. Yeah. Would you you know if if you had leave his ear would you sort of go he could still do a job at Tottenham? I've, I've said it. I've said it for a year. Even a year ago, when he when he first, and there's been there's been times when I was with the club as a coach that you'd say we need a marquee player, we need a big player, we need a, a character to come in who's going to lift the whole mm. dressing room, and that I think that's more evident than not. And at the moment, I think Gareth would be the perfect. He's fit the obvious choice, isn't he? he? Yes, I think he is, and I think he needs to he needs to be loved. He needs to come back and be comfortable, and he would be. He's coming back to, although it's Tottenham, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, a different Tottenham. Tottenham. It's, it's a, a bigger, yeah, yeah, more glamorous, yeah, more befitting yeah. to his and, status. And what has he done? He's won. Yeah, he's he, won he's the won. lot. He's won it and he's done it. He's not just won it, he's done it. Yeah. In those big games, those yeah. big moments. Yeah. And, and I, I think he, just would, he would lift everybody. Yeah. You, I mean, go back, you, you know, it's, again, it's bizarre. You were part of that sort of Martin Yole setup. We all remember that game against Catafe that you were there as well, watching the game, whatever. Word got round, he, he's gone, he's gone. It's just, utter, again, utterly surreal. One day Ramos came in. What was, what was Ramos like? Because you were at the club, the deserve team. Oh, this could be good for me. What was he like when you sort of went into him and goes, what, what can I do with you in the first He was, He was the complete opposite to Martin Yo. Right. He, he, I said to him, obviously my role has been as development coach with the first team. Uh, you, take the, you take the development squad. Uh, what would you like me to do with them? Because obviously, I run, run mm. it parallel with yeah, Martin. Yeah, yeah. Lots, lot, the, the philosophy, the way mm. we play. The, uh, you do whatever you want with it. So the, no, interest. no interest. I don't give a well, toss. What, what, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yeah. what he said. Yeah. What about the young players? Obviously, if you need a young player, he said, I will not need any young wow. players. I will have my squad. And if I need a player, one will go out. He said, you, you will get the players I don't want. So what do I do with them? You do what you want with them. Wow. And it was completely... Amazing. It's like a work to rule. It was, but for me, as a coach, it was fantastic because now it was was freedom, but it was also a real challenge that you... Now, I've got got to do what I've got to do. 
And I remember speaking to David Pleat about mm. it as well at the time, and he said, wonderful. He said, Clive, do what you, do what you want to do. Mm. Develop yourself yeah, in, in, in that situation. Mm. And, and she did. one day was completely yeah. black or white. There was no great. There was no I mean, it's bizarre. But what yeah. happened was, and I, I've said it, it's in the book, that group of players, that first team squad under one day Ramos, were so scared, were plain scared, because they saw what he did, five or six players that were jettisoned to me, and they they were so scared that they made a mistake, they did something wrong, or he decided they're not you're not for me. Mm. They were gone, right. and 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 again, obviously it transpired. He goes, and Harry comes in. So Harry, well, and, and you had a long association with. You talk about yeah. you talk about Terry and all living in East London, Dagenham. Yeah. Now you have got Harry again, someone that you and your family grew up with. Yeah, so I knew Harry. I played for Harry at West Ham. He comes in very first day in the office, Clivey. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> two, you, two, you were his eyes. Two, two yeah. points in eight games. He's a fucking disgrace. <laughs> so I, I relayed exactly the same message that I've just said to you, yeah. Harry. They've been they've been scared. playing scared. Yeah. They're scared. And he was he, Harry Sharp. He's yeah. quick. He yeah. went absolutely absolutely fine. No problem at all. First morning, right? Get them all out there. So the twenty-two that had been mm. Ramos's group. All of a sudden, there's 30 on right. the training field. Very first morning. Right, lads. Yeah. Listen, I can only play 11. Don't need a rocket scientist to know that, does it? But you can all play and you can all not play. Mm. He said, so all I'm saying to you is you've all got a chance. And you know what happened? Not just the eight that were added who'd mm. come from the wilderness, the 22 that were there under Ramos, they just went, yeah. wow, God, really? Yeah. Yeah. And he went, That's simple. You lot are a fucking disgrace," he said. Two points after eight games. What's wrong with you? Mm. And that that was that was basically. But the he, I mean, Harry's been on the show, and he, he, you know, he said to us, he said, "What you said there, but I just put my arm around a few of them." All that. Yeah. Do you think it was that simplistic? It that, was, that honestly, simple? it was because again, Harry, Harry was one. If he he would describe footballers as. If they're a player, in his eyes, they're a player. Yeah. Whatever, whatever comes with it, whatever baggage, however they mm. are, on, off the field, if he thinks they're a player, he's in and he will use them. Mm. But what's it like for you now? You're now part of the first team coaching staff at Tottenham. You've been a player, a great player. You're now dealing with young players you didn't know, big players, big money signings, players from different cultures... How did you find it then? How did you get through to, you know, millionaire young players? How do you how do you do it on a day to day basis? I think you I think you definitely you 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 recall your experiences how it was when you were playing and I I think you you try to you, you you're always trying to think of how you was as a yeah. player and the experiences and I had a lot of experiences mm. whether it was being like being in being out being sold whatever whatever it was and and you you try to understand where they are they are at that particular time in their in their career they might be out the side they might be in poor form they might be they might be absolutely flying and it's you know that encouragement mm. you know to maintain and keep going and keep keep working and mm. so there, there, there's loads of, of different things but I, again I think I was just very fortunate from such a um, such a long time being involved in the game that you like to think you were understanding what they were what they were thinking uh, I mean and, and iconic games you're involved in obviously the, the the game that I was with Theo that night 
Uh, we're both working. Do you remember the, the Manchester yeah. City game yeah. that got us the Champions League, uh, you know, final qualification? I mean, uh, you know, a very, very good Man City team. Um, we remember we were watching it. You know, we didn't know what the team was going to be, what's going to have gone. And again, you very vividly say in your book that even you as coaching staff didn't know what team Harry was going to pick and no, what was going to go on. No, we sat, we sat in, the, in the meeting um, before uh, pre-match, which was, was how Harry did it. He'd just have the group, very similar to like we are here. He'd have the group and he'd say, right, you know, he'd reinforce one or two things, the, 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 the game plan, what we were going to do, and this will be the team. And we sat there, me, Kevin Bond, Joe Jordan, having been in a discussion with him for probably an hour and a half before we went into that meeting, mm. which always was like 10 minutes before the group went into the pre-match meal, mm. thinking that it, w- it, w- it was going to be Defoe and Keane. Right, yeah, yeah. We sat there, and Harry stands up, bit of spill, and he says, and uh, yeah, in the front to uh, be uh, uh, Crouch and Keane. Meet. Did you look at each other without saying anything? You must have done. And uh, then we go to the. We did he just miss, miss, like, said it wrong? Or? No, why, no, no. Why did he no. do it like that, though? Is it because he didn't make up his mind to the last minute, or he just, or he just enjoyed I, I, the mystery? Or I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly <laughs> don't know. Yeah. But then we go. We obviously sit yeah. on a table apart from the group, and we're like, Harry, we thought it was the phone. <laughs> no, no, no. A bit of a gut feeling. He said uh, gut okay. feeling. And, gut feeling. But he. It, it was it was it was a feeling. It was mm. the way, and he just said, "That's going to work." And, mm. and obviously, it, it did. He did. I mean, when when Harry came on the show a couple of years ago, and uh, your, your name cropped up in this this anecdote, and, 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 and in fairness to you, you put your hand up in the book. Young boys qualification. Mm. <laughs> Harry said he sent you out as a uh, to a dossier on the young boys, <laughs> and you came at the qualifier. Qualifying so, game on a plastic, so, plastic pitch. So let, let me, let me yeah. paint the picture. A week yeah. before we play Young Boys in the qualification for the Champions League, which Tottenham Hotspur have never been in before, yeah. Harry says to me, so I'm thinking, well, yeah, he must, he must trust in what I'm, I'm going to say. Yeah. So I go, it's, a, it's, it's cold, <laughs> it's sleet, it's a plastic pitch. Young Boys are shit. <laughs> they lose at home 1-0. I come back thinking... I'm not sure I can even write a report. Yeah. I've obviously write? made notes, set pieces, individuals, but mm. centre forwards dangerous, blah blah blah. So, Clivey, what do you reckon? And and I and I and I say as I said it to him, Harry. As long as we do it right, we are going to be in the group stages. Okay, fine. Make sure Joe's got the report. But yeah, fine. Okay. So we go. We travel. We're there the night before training on the plastic pitch. There's if I there's five or six of the boys that are not happy. <laughs> They're not happy with the pitch. There's one or two that have got a knee or an ankle, and yeah. and and and, Ar- and Harry had said when he's got that feeling, he's like he's he's talking to us. He said, "I'm not happy about this. I'm, I'm not happy about this." He said, "What's wrong with them? What's wrong with them?" He said, fucking plastic pitches. <laughs> and then he's got one or two lads who are like, not seriously, not that they didn't want to play, but they're, they're concerned about mm. playing on this pitch. Of course, as it game starts, five minutes, six minutes, we're 2 0 down. It's unbelievable. So I'm sitting in the dugout with Joe <laughs> and Kevin. Harry's gone up into the, into the technical area saying to you fucking told me we're going through, we're in trouble here. And I'm like, 
We'll be all right, Harry. We'll be all right. <laughs> Honestly, he's um, it was. We went three down. We went three down. It was uh, Bas- oh, Basson. Basson scores the a header. Anti-climax. And I think Pavlichenko. Pavlichenko. So then we get on the bus after the game. Obviously, silence on the bus. We've 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 still got it all to do. Harry's phone rings. Jamie's on the phone. Yeah, and Harry as loud as he can. Yeah, one of my fucking staff told me we're going through without a problem. I'm sitting in the next seat looking out the window. Luckily, luckily wow. we did the business yeah. in the uh, in the return game. Yeah. I mean, you, you 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 you've already talked about Gareth and and seeing a player and how he developed himself. But again, that Champions League run was was sensational. What was it like to be part? Of that experience, um, it's, it's there was just, obviously the Milan game stand out yeah. in the San Siro, uh, the, back at ours. I mean, it was sensational. Yeah, and I, I'd, I'd say with with all my experiences at the club, playing games I've played in, games I've been involved in, for me, and and even experiencing the new stadium, which mm. is absolutely sensational, the best night for me was the the second leg against mm. Inter Milan. Yeah. It was it was a European night. It was a it was a midweek under lights. It it was spine tingling. Mm. It was the most electric atmosphere that I've ever experienced at the ground. Obviously, the performance, Gareth, you yeah. know, Rum Riot, uh, Crouchy scores. It was just it was just the most that that was the yeah. that was the best experience that I've had at, at White Hart Lane. And um, yeah, I'll, ne- I'll never ever forget that. It was quite sensational. I mean that. Obviously, because maybe because of the Champions League run that season, we 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 finished fifth, um, and we, and again as a club, we talked about earlier about club kicking on, and I think we kind of went went sort of backwards. There's always press and fan speculation about players. I mean, you mentioned Tevez earlier yeah. in, the, in the last show. What is it about? You know, again, there was the whole Harry for England stuff. The court case was going on. I remember we brought in, you mentioned Tevez wins it up with Sahara and Nelson. That first game we beat Newcastle 5 0 yeah. was sensational. Then it all kind of gained, went sort of backwards. What is it like being in the inner sanctum when you're coaching the players, you're with them every single day? You know what's needed within the squad. You know it, Harry knows it. Going forward, Pochettino knows what's there, Mourinho. How frustrating is it when you or other people? put names forward to the board and gone this guy will do a job and for whatever reason money they don't want to come things don't you know happen the way we all want it to happen it's difficult and it's frustrating because obviously you're 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 drawing on on your all your experience you you're seeing how that group's working uh, and and it has to it has to keep moving forward. That mm. momentum has to has to continue. And you've been in teams that you know when players go, the replacements or the new ones have to be as good or not better. Mm. And and how it affects the dynamics within the group. So, moving into that as a coach, you you could see that that there was areas we had to address. There was there was players that we knew weren't going to go to the level that you wanted to go to. The Champions League experience was where we wanted to be. Um, the experience of it as well just just heightened mm. the expectation yeah. for everyone, and rightly so, yeah. because it, 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 it's uh, in club football. It's yeah. the ultimate. Yeah. It's the most difficult competition, it, and, and 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 the levels are extraordinary yeah. compared to even the Premier League. The Premier League is magnificent and is very difficult, but to to be in the higher echelons of yeah. the Champions League, you, you've got to have 
to the top players. The Better players. players. Yeah. But what happened at that moment? You know, because that was a, a, such a pivotal moment, that Newcastle game, and the, and the whole crowd are singing, we want you to stay. Mm. To, to Harry because the papers are certain that he's going to get the England job because Capello's resigned and then that turned out to be the high point because after that the team just didn't it, the results all went wrong yeah. and the the thinking from the outside was well it's because everyone knows Harry's going to go and be the England manager is that is that is, was it as simple as that well that that morning, that obviously the morning after he he'd won the the case, he was at the and it was we were having breakfast. So Joe, Kevin, um, myself, and Harry are sitting there having breakfast at the training ground, and up on the screen pops Capello's gone, mm. and Harry literally is gone. That's just what I fucking need. And I, honestly, within five minutes, yeah. the training ground gates were flooded with journalists, with all the journalists. Yeah. All the film crews, everything was there. And he, he literally went back into his office and we didn't see him. He didn't even come out to yeah. training, which was really? not like Harry. Because he, he was like, I think he was he was expecting it. Yeah. He was, he, he was, he was stunned by it, I think, because he didn't think it was going to happen. Mm. Um, and obviously what had been going on as well, loads of other things, in, as, well as, as well as managing the, the club... Um, I don't know if he, if you asked him the question. I think he would have took it. I yeah. think he. I he, think, he says was he. I, I he he generally was, never thought about it. He never thought he'd get it. Oh, but I don't know if it's true. You don't or believe not. everything he no, says. No, do you? <laughs> no, that's what he said. But it was such no, a absolutely. weird. It was such it was, a weird was, change. It was, it was nailed on. No, I thought it was absolutely yeah. nailed on. Yeah. and he should have got it. I think well, he was yeah. the best no, best he, English manager in the country yeah. at the time. No he, doubt, he, he should have got it. I think he he was he he was he was right. He was right. At that time, yeah. to be, he should yeah. have been the England manager. Yes, yeah, yeah I agree. But th- is that why it all went wrong? Because the focus had w- yeah, was I think diluted. So. And yeah. again, players they look for excuses, yeah. and it's like it, it, it was almost like well, he's, he's, he's off anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He's off. Yeah. It was that it's that yeah. sort of scenario yeah. which which then unfold, which causes you know causes disruption yeah. and the whole thing. And it, yeah, it was a difficult. But th- time. So I mean, we didn't see that coming, and obviously this is what affected you then. After he stayed, he. My understanding was he had a, a year left on his contract. He went into Daniel to discuss that. I think he had Paul Stretford, who was Rooney's agent, who came in now and was helping with the deal, whatever. I, I heard that he then went in wanting a two-year deal, and Levy went, well, you've got a year left. Let's just do another year. Something happened within that meeting. He got sacked. And obviously, he must have been on the phone to you. You were working with him to go, I've gone. So now you're yeah, thinking, what's happened to my future? It was, it was, I, I mean, no one saw it coming. No, one o'clock in the morning, the phone rang, and he, he was on his way back to the south coast, and he said, Clivey, he said, um, and obviously it was across all the all the TV, Sky mm. were covering the whole thing, Redknapp's gone, blah, blah, blah. And he said, um, yeah, he said, um, I don't know what's going to happen. He said, you'll have to speak to the chairman, but um, uh, I'm, I'm gone. I'm, I'm no longer the manager. Did he talk to you before about, I want to stay and... Uh, my yeah. agent, I'm going to ask about two years. He was looking to, to extend his contract. Extend it, yeah. that's right. Yeah. You know. there, there was, there were, and, and he knew that the England thing, at that time, he knew mm. that the England thing was, mm. was no longer as well. So, And that, that, was his, that was what he was expecting, to continue mm. as manager, as, as we were, as, as yeah, staff, as we all were, yeah. move, moving forward again. Do you think, I mean, again, going back to the whole Martin Yole thing and Ramos and the Wings, do you think... Maybe Tottenham have already spoken to 
was Vidas Boas came, wasn't it? AVB yeah. came on. Do you think, a bit like Mourinho and Pochettino, do you think the board had already had conversations? They must have, in fairness to them, they must have thought he was going to England. He's off. Yeah. Yeah, Who are we going to get they, in? They had to make, they yeah, had to they make, had to make um, some inquiries. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some sort of uh, position themselves yeah. anyway, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's the nature of the game. It, it yeah. happens wherever you are. And that's the nature of the business. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I know you're ambassador of the club now, so I'm not saying you're going to hang the club out to dry. But from the sort of hoddle onwards, and, and you mentioned about when you were there with Martin and how he getting certain players in. Do you think in the sort of time of Enoch that has kind of been an issue when we wanted to get that big player in? And I understand this finance and where we are in, in the game and, and money's in and out and it's all about profit and making money. I know it's a business, but do you, you know, as a, as a fan as well, has that been a frustration for you or do you think fans are a bit too harsh on the board and what should no, be done? it's been frustration because I think we've got to a position on a number of occasions where that, you know, and it's a giant step. It's a, yeah. it's a big, it's a big, bold move to become, you know, to be, to become the winners and to, be, yeah. to become, to repeat the history that we've had year in years gone by. Mm. Um, and, and I'd love to see that. And I think the supporters would. And, you know, they're passionate about the team. Um, and it's always it's always nearly at the moment. Mm. What do you think about Mourinho? Do, do you think it was right that Poch went? I mean, a lot of families do this show every week. You know, a lot of people sort of think that our actual league form sort of the Champions League run almost papered over some big cracks yeah, there. Yeah, it did. And, you know, we look at Sheffield United at home as one of the last games, Chelsea at home. There's been some, you know... Yeah, performances, are, certainly performances haven't been at a level that we, we know, I think, that we know the group are capable of. Yeah. Um, I think it was it was evident from the start of the season that the atmosphere was not the same. It wasn't the same group. But that really, again, you can look back on the previous season... Away form had been been awful. Yeah. The results had not been. We we didn't look like winning away games. We went away. We conceded. So there there were. I, I always felt there were lots of areas that we needed to address. And at the start of the season again, you arrive back and there's no new faces. There's no mm. new impetus. There's no new challenges yeah. for the for the group that were there. Yeah. Um, and and you need that. I've experienced that, and I know that they they were factors that that keep driving you keep making you stay ahead of the rest and mm. that's what we needed yeah and obviously we sorted did what well, i mean again i mean i know you're not a scout or whatever but what i mean we talked about gets fernandez fernandez today what kind of players do you think might be available that you might know about that you think could do a good job for tottenham in the positions <sighs> there's a young need? lad at paris by the name of mbappe who'd do a good job right. yeah he'd be good yeah he'd be quite good he's he's, he's yeah. a sensation he'd i do quite a lot good. quite a lot the, the French football two yeah. years ago, um, Bernardo Silva went at Monaco. Yes, and, that's right. And Lamar course. was was. Lamar was available, wasn't he? Yeah, there's some the speculation singer. about yeah. him yeah. Um, again because he, he he's not had the best of times yeah. in France. Uh, uh, so, yeah. um, but I just thought he he would again. It was fitting where I felt we needed to address areas. Mm. I need we needed a, a left. I thought we needed a left side of power, naturally left footed, mm. that would give us the balance. Gareth Bale, if it was Gareth Bale, Lamar yeah. at the time. Bernardo Silva when he was playing in the Monaco side mm. that was that was champions of Monaco, mm. um, uh, champions of France. That you know you, you identify players that are, are, are a right fix. It's mm. not going and buying the best player, yeah. but it's one that that works you for you. Need. You know, 
listen, Liverpool did it. They yes. went and bought a goalkeeper because they needed Allison. a top goalkeeper. Yeah. And they went and bought Van Dijk and they, 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 they bought well, but they addressed the, the areas that they needed mm. to. And, um, Finish, yes, finishing up do. about your, your, your book, which, uh, you, know, uh, you know, obviously having read it, it's more than, I think, a typical footballer's autobiography. And, and one theme that runs throughout the book from the first chapter to the end which is very, very moving and very, you know, very emotional, is obviously your fractured relationship with your father, which is in the book and serialised and, and everything. And, and, and you end the book with the fair... Which Theo was the creative director of, the farewell White Hart Lane with you in the, down the pitch. And, you know, I, had, which, which I, I was, was welling which up was reading about it. absolutely quite brilliant. Yeah. It was the most, um, I think, emotional experience I've had... Mm in a football ground when, yeah. when you're not playing the game, when yeah. I wasn't going in to play or be involved yeah. Yeah. As, a, as a coach or a player or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was spectacular and, mm. and absolutely... It was the perfect send-off, I mm. really, really felt. But, that. I mean, you know, because of the relationship you've, you've had with your dad and all that, it's almost like Tottenham itself and the fans has been sort of one constant love and support you've had, you've given the fans, they've given back. With all your sort of time at the club and, and everything you've been through, and I know you're ambassador at the club now, what what all these years on, what does sort of the club still mean to you? Well, trying to explain how that that moment was mm. when you know, and and it was it was quite funny because um, that obviously the whole day was arranged, and there were players that were not happy that. They weren't going out first. Oh, really? or they a weren't pe- going there's out. a pecking order, was there? Yeah, there was. Yeah, there <laughs> absolutely was. And I, I, we had no idea, obviously, yeah. that it was decided that it was going to be alphabetical. Absolutely. Yeah, there were a lot of be. meetings about that before oh, we, we got to that. We were totally unaware of that until <laughs> yeah. the day. And, and it was decided, and we were told on the day, yeah. right, it's going to be in alphabetical. Clive, you're going first, Paul, mm. and then, then my father. Um, and, and just by, obviously, good fortune, I was... CA and mm. I was going out first but I remember walking out and just the, the, the whole buzz and the atmosphere and then Paul coming out and then Dad, Dad coming out but just that feeling that I'd, I'd, I'd played there mm. I'd played on that pitch and Dad had as well mm. and I, I honestly I didn't know what to say to him mm. and I said to him not bad is it the pitch like <laughs> what? <laughs> so he's looked at me I said um I bet you'd like to play on this, wouldn't you? <laughs> and he went, "Yeah." I said, "It's it's something, isn't it?" But I, I, I'm, I'm welling up now yeah. because I just wonder what emotions and what feelings come back into into him yeah, standing absolutely. on that pitch, yeah. uh, eighty years of age, years on. having yeah. done what he did. Yeah. And he looked round, and yeah. it was, ah, oh, it was just amazing. It's, what what mm. a moment to have, you know? I know you, you've. Had, Difficult to win him, but you know, when you look back and your life and that moment, a, a, a fleeting time, you know, you were there, matter of minutes. But what, yeah, what a moment yeah. to have and look back. And I know mm. your 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 sons are massive Tottenham fans as well. And yeah. you talked about the Man City game and and being this family that's always going to be associated with Tottenham. Well, the the the, the one funny thing at the end of it all was obviously the Inter Milan game the mm. game before the first game in the new stadium Yeah, I walked round the pitch with my five year old grandson oh, lovely. and took him to the to the wall and made him kick the ball in the, in the net and he, he, he kicked the ball in I said and Bert his name's Bert I said Bertie I said on Wednesday 
there'll be 17 and a half thousand people in there and he just stood there looking at the net and obviously looking yeah. at the back of the new new stadium and he went wow like really <laughs> and we went in we went into the dressing room and he sat in the dressing room while all the lads were finishing off so we, we went upstairs and my wife said to him said but did you enjoy it he went oh he said it was great she she said just a throwaway line she said to him did you get in the bath and he went no he said but I'll do that on Wednesday when yeah. I come back to the Palace game. Yeah. He, just, he had no, he had no comprehension. It was always going to be yeah. mine. I'm coming yeah, back yeah. Wednesday. Well, I like I'll that. do that on Wednesday. It continues. That, that, another yeah, another yeah, generation. Yeah, but yeah. This is going to be mine. Well, that's lovely. That's lovely. That was really lovely. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for here, everyone here and at home. I urge you, if you haven't got it yet at Christmas, go and get Clive Allen's wonderful book with James Ollie helped you. From the standard up front, it, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful read. For now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Clive Allen. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.